content warning for discussions of anorexia, body shaming, and eating disorders. So you might be wondering, it's the full moon. What's this podcast about? And that's probably a weird way to introduce this because we're not werewolves. But uh, you don't know that. True, that's right. Might be I mean, a werewolf. they don't know that. I guess you would know. I don't know if I'm a werewolf. That's kind of like the classic of like werewolf fiction, though. You know, like what happened? Why is this deer dead? Oh no, I'm naked. It's kind of nice. Uh, but no, uh, so if you don't know, um, for episode 82 of Come and Ride With Me, me and Allie looked at uh, at uh, the first two episodes of the original anime Sailor Moon from the 90s and then uh, the Live Vasher 2003 series, Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon. And we decided to uh, run that back and start looking every full moon at some Sailor Moon as a little sub podcast within common ride with me so this is in the name of the moon i'll podcast you uh podcast within a podcast and um so today we're looking at episodes three through eight of the sailor moon anime as a kind of catch-up because pretty guardian sailor moon gets to some plot points really fast and, and like has like a different structure so i wanted to try that out but yeah so here we are hey Allie. Yeah, so what a fun, interesting month we've had. Huh. Not really, I know, but I was don't I was like I don't remember doing anything this month. I mean, uh listen to Star Wars. We are both fully vaccinated. Oh yeah, that's true. That's why I don't remember doing anything this month. I was like dead for like a solid three days. Faxed, waxed, and alive. Alive, yay! Yay. Uh, hopefully, um, but yeah, just uh, I am very excited. This morning, got some new Toku toys in. Got some uh, more Kamen Rider like Wizard Rings. Got a nice Kamen Rider Todoroki ring, which means that I now have uh, the extra stuff for like Kamen Rider Hibiki's Riders, which is fun. Uh, you got a nice Eevee and an Eevee pillow. Yeah, a very cute one. It's wearing a hat. <laughs> a really cute hat. <laughs> uh, but no. Uh, so this will be like monthly and um, we'll take questions and stuff. But uh, f- right now it's uh, the backdoor pilot uh, was was us covering episode one and two of both the original anime and Pretty Guardian. Uh, episode like 82 of Gun Ride with me. This episode's three through eight of the anime. And uh, next month, we will be looking at episodes three and four, and then episodes nine through 16 um, of the live action and the anime, respectively. So let's get into it, honey. Uh, Sailor Moon this week. Uh, just the anime. Um, 
and we start with the uh, moon love letter. The mysterious sleeping sickness. Protect the girls in love. I was just about to find that. Good job. <laughs> I take notes. Good job. Um, so this episode, what happened and what do we feel about it? Uh, <laughs> Got to say. I feel like most of these episodes that we watched this week were very much filler episodes. I feel like this was one of the ones that still felt more establishing than filler. Yeah. Compared to some of the other ones. So filler's like an interesting thing in the realm of anime because like, know your boy Naruto? I do know my boy Naruto. I know my other boy, the one that I like, not Naruto. Sasuke? Uh-huh, that one. Okay, good. Uh, we're just relit. We're relitigating all the hits from 2003 here. I have seen two episodes and they were not in order. What do you think? They weren't. What was the other episode? We watched the first episode and then we told Netflix to surprise us and it put on some random middle episode. Oh, that was the one of like Shikamaru versus like Tamari from like the like shooting exams, right? Yes. Okay, yeah. Uh, in a lot of ways, that's where that show kind of peaked a little bit, but. Okay, what do you think happens in Naruto, actually, really quick? He runs around a lot with his arms out. Okay, what's the spot? And apparently there's, like, people Pokemon battles at ninja school. Okay, if ninjas <laughs> are doing people Pokemon battles, is, like, every kind of fighting people Pokemon battle? Not wrestling. They don't have powers. Okay, so it's because they have powers. Yes. They do later on, like, have, like, summons. Like, Naruto, like, summons, like, frogs to help him. But, okay. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> do not know what happened there, but, uh, this yeah. This is not a Naruto podcast, so it's okay. So... Didn't take notes on that. With filler. For Naruto, for example. Like, around episode, like, 130 of Naruto, they, um, the manga did a two-year time skip and started, like, some new arcs, but the show was like shit we caught up too fast let's give it some space so for like two years let's just make up bullshit and that's like what people like in the purest form like me when they say filler like this is more like the like fun slice of life monster of a week start of like a like manga series like you before it finds it's like footing because like everything that happens here is like super like it's just sailor moon like thwarting things but like no real like overtures storyline yeah like it's like oh stuff just kind of happens but like an awful lot of stuff happens in that town it's the town that demons picked (laughs) you'd think other people would notice that but i mean sailor moon doesn't even notice it half the time until luna says so so i guess that's asking but this episode opens with jay daito and his uh love letter contest okay i caught it the second time i just the first time i was just like okay sure and then it was like oh right jade ito jade right oh i see the poison for kuzco kuzco's poison yes uh i do like how like it's like everybody's listening to this like not real like radio show is loving it because it's like a like clearly hot guy like reading like love letters. Um he has a great voice. Her teacher has one read. Don't you think that's a little irresponsible? What do you mean? 
obviously, like, she has to know that her students are listening to it. And it's not like she used a real pen name. She didn't like, use a real literally pen name. Literally her name in her town. Yeah. Um, how old do you think their teacher is? I had several questions about how old people were, to be completely honest. Okay. Um, obviously, like, we know Sailor Moon is 14. Also, happy cancer season. Um, Sailor Moon's birthday is next week, at the end of this week. Oh, awesome. Yep, because cancer season just started. Um, but so she's 14. Mm-hmm. How old is Matoki? He's like 19. Because he's like, oh, well, he's like, in this episode, Luna comes and is walking by the arcade and he sees Luna. It's like, oh, it's, it's Usagi's cat. Where's Usagi? Oh, she's probably in school. Yes, because she's a middle schooler. Maybe you shouldn't be flirting with her. He's, like, not flirting with her, though. She doesn't know that. Yeah, but, like, he's just being nice to, like, a spunky kid that comes by. He has no intentions of anything. Which then also brings up the point, again, of how old is Tuxedo Mask? He's seven. Sorry, I got interrupted. My microphone was attacked. Brutally. So, he's 19. He's just being a nice person who happens to be hot. And talk to 14-year-old cats. I mean, yeah. And Memoru is 17. So is he in school somewhere? He's just vibing. He's, He's like, just I don't vibing school. in his That's outfit. Like, um, how old do you think their teacher is? Like, no. Okay, well, if Matoki is 19, she does not look significantly older than him. I have a theory on how old. Okay, what's your theory? So, this is a show about societal expectations on, like, women, right? And yes. girls. Um, I think she has to be fairly young, because she's, like, looking for, like, respect. But also, part of me is, like, there's this really mean thing that I feel like in recent years Japan has tried to dispel, but I know was, like, a big like mean point for like culture and like that is the Christmas cake thing which I think I mentioned before there's this like saying in Japan that um a woman is only as good as like Christmas cake like no one wants her after the 25th that's gross so the fact that she doesn't like freak out about her age makes me think that she's under 25 or 25 and under so over 19, under I mean, under that 25. tracks, because literally every time she's in it, she's falling into the same fads and the same problems that the 14-year-olds are, so. And, like, she's apparently, like, the hot teacher, too, because, like, there's a point later where, like, what are their classmates? Like, yeah, like, I got pictures of her working out. That was so gross, too. That whole episode is so gross. But, yeah, so my read is a lot of anime characters around this time would be like, oh no, I'm over 25. Like, I'm desperate to find a husband. So I'm guessing she's like 24, 23, maybe? Who do you think she's sending a love letter to, though? She's trying to fuck Jadeite. <laughs> Same. It's like, oh yeah, maybe this man will, like, purple rose Cairo, like, come through my radio. I would ship it. Freaking, like, FM radio sets for fuck me radio. <laughs> uh... <laughs> But yeah. And like, it's weird too because like, they say like my teacher's like too old for this. It's like, well, no. No. 
but also 14 in the 90s, so hey, maybe. But she's younger than the jazz musician later. Yes. Because Sailor Moon also says he's too old, but the teacher is definitely younger than him. I think so, yeah. Okay. But yeah, so um, this episode made me kind of realize when Luna gives Usagi her like power pen to like turn into people on one point she's constantly like make me super hot every single time what's your read on that Uh, that she's 14 (laughs) yes (laughs) Uh, um moon power sexy nurse moon power sexy musician moon power uh sexy business lady i don't remember what she was this episode a a like gorgeous like news anchor gorgeous news anchor yeah who then still can't walk two feet without tripping and still acts like a child so good thing she doesn't actually have to like hold up any pretenses for very long but this made me realize this show is basically the same as one of my favorite shows of all time this is exactly like Yu Yu Hakusho, which um, for that show is basically there's this guy who like gets like a second chance at living and becomes like a spirit detective and like his whole thing is like getting items, going around like 90s like Tokyo. Um, His cat has a hot witch instead and like he like he's getting like the same kind of item as fighting like the same kind of demons. I'm like, oh, like very early on, like they were both like very much in this like format and then like they change but right here i was like oh like it's wild how similar these shows were happening at the same time and like there's no like commentary on it either because like it's like not what people remember or because it was like low crossover because of like boy show girl show you know Mm -hmm. but yeah uh and then she wins it okay well we didn't actually talk about what the plan is because i feel like Jadeite's plans are honestly, like, they're pretty competent for besides the fact that they keep getting fucked up by a 14-year-old who doesn't really want to be there. But, like, besides the fact that Sailor Moon exists, like, these are good plans that Jadeite has. Like, he gets the energy, so it's not even like he's, like, failing. He's just like, oh, like, that plan got caught, but I got away with the, like, money. So basically what's happening is that... Listeners are writing love letters into this radio station that doesn't actually exist. And Jada is reading them out loud on the air and then sending whoever wrote the love letter a brooch. And then that brooch sucks their life force out and puts them into a sleeping sickness. Um, So that's really the only reason Usagi gets involved is because both Miss Haruna and Naru both fall under the sleeping sickness. And also Usagi's kind of jealous because... That seems like a great way to spend your life asleep. And there's just like whole thing too about like her like being like, oh, like I want to write like a love letter and like try to like make somebody up. This is why I failed creative writing. Yeah. (laughs) Usagi's such a mood though. No, she is. Um, And too, like I think um, it's interesting how this is kind of like a, a like play on like Sleeping Beauty and like Snow White kind of stuff where it's like oh like falling asleep and like I like how like there's this like free range like mythic quality to like a lot of the stuff going on because like a lot of these like demons or like monsters like too are like 
they're not like one to one, like picked from like, oh, these are definitely Japanese myths, or oh, like these are like Greek. It's like just like what they need to be, like very like fluidly, which I like too. Like, like this show is very much like going for a like dreamlike quality and like an aesthetic, not necessarily like a logical like continuum, you know. Speaking of that dreamlike quality, when um naru puts on the brooch and she falls asleep in class and usagi's like freaking out and like going to check on her and it sucks up some of usagi's life force so usagi falls asleep for a minute and dreams about tuxedo mask and asks him are you my future boyfriend and he just says it seems that way so like the romantic tension on these two characters are it's not tension or romance it's just here we are here's a boy here's a girl are you gonna be my boyfriend seems that way it's definitely like a four-person love triangle situation going on where it's just (laughs) like oh and like i'm not sure if you could tell it's sailor like who sailor moon is or if it's like a superman thing like it's like the only person we see acknowledge her are like luna and jadeite and later on like mercury and like mercury's also a sailor scout and like Jadeite doesn't care. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I'm guessing that um, Tuxedo Mask then would know if he realized it was her. So maybe it's like not clear, like based off like off like the Superman rules, you know? I don't know. I have questions about that later. Oh, why? Uh, but um, she does also have like a like fun line that's like um, you've crossed that's the crossing line. a line, and this is. <laughs> there you go. You knew where I was going. <laughs> the other, the other good one. The other good one is um. Okay, well, so first of all, I was kind of confused because it's been a while since we watched the first two episodes. Did her and Jada not see each other in either of those? I don't think so. No, I couldn't didn't. remember because Jada like doesn't know who she is. She doesn't know who Jada is, and Luna's like. He's the enemy, and she literally goes, "Aw, does he have to be?" Because <laughs> she's just like, "Oh, look, a new cute guy." I think she sees Jada in the live action in the first one. Yes, but not yeah. in the. Okay, the that was why I couldn't remember. So I was like, "Do they not know each other?" Yes, but... he must start being the steward of stuff at this episode. And then Tuxedo Mask shows up, throws a rose, and throws a rose, <laughs> and distracts him. So he just disappears into a portal. It truly was snow white and rose red in here. And tuxedo masks are just like, farewell until we meet again. And I'm like, okay, you showed up. Good job. I kind of like it. Okay. But you didn't, they didn't really meet this time. I'm going to say some wild shit real quick. Okay. Okay. Um, So like, if love is like your power level, then tuxedo masks, is kind of like the villain a little bit. Because, like, in a lot of these shows, like, the villains will do stuff, like, send steadily stronger bad guys at the hero. Help them get stronger. Okay. I feel like Tuxedo Mask is doing that, but, like, with, like, flirting. Like, he's, like, slowly <laughs> escalating. Where he's like, oh, like, I'm, like, gonna help a little bit and flirt a little bit to make you, like, get better at, like, doing the Sailor Moon thing. Like, I'm <laughs> trying to make sure, like, you're not, like, murked immediately. But also, like, the end goal is, like, 
you'll think I'm charming as fuck. Like, maybe he doesn't know, like, the weird future boyfriend, like, like there's, like, any kind of, like, destiny stuff. And he's just like, I better make sure this, like, new hero, like, isn't hurt. But, you know, <laughs> what do you think? I'm not sure what Tuxedo Mask's endgame is at this point, to be honest. Yeah. But, uh, let's move on to episode four, which I think is going to be a a conversation point. Um, Okay, possible trigger warnings for this episode. Yeah, content warning for... yuck. Content warning for discussions of anorexia, body shaming, and eating disorders. So yeah, okay, like content warning for that, but episode four is a lot. Learn how to be skinny from Usagi. So... My feeling is like, while you're growing up, you probably shouldn't diet. Like, just in general, because like you're growing up, like you're gonna gain weight and you're gonna have like weird flailing limbs sometimes and be like, oh, I got like three inches taller this month, you know? Like, <laughs> that's gonna happen. It's rare that like someone who's not done growing should worry about their body, but also that's a, like just culture <laughs> nope and everybody is and everybody sucks that is the only lesson that comes out of this episode is that everybody sucks and she has like round cheeks but that because this like that's because like she's young she's like she's never baby. looked not like super like fairly skinny if not like no but like like literally everybody is gross First, her parents are like, oh, it's fine. You're fine. And then they're like, well, you do eat a lot and you don't work out. And then freaking Luna draws a picture of her. Like, it's a very cute picture of her, but like, all, all like really, really bloated and gross and is mean. And then all of the girls at school are like going to go on a diet. And then Usagi, or not Usagi. Umino's gross has freaking pictures of their teacher in a leopard uh, in a leopard in a leopard I got upset I got worked out in that worked Pokemon <laughs> I can't talk anymore you got work brother word. dude that's a shoot <laughs> my fingers are hot dogs um yeah <laughs> your turn I give up no it's gross cause like there's a point where like the teasing from Luna she might think it's funny, but it's not <laughs> like because like we see Sailor Moon like um when like Usagi's at school, she's like not eating it. She's hungry. It's just like, oh, my goodness. And then like um they go to this like this like crystal ray like or like something like special workout place. It's like it's very much evil. So fun. Uh, but um, <clears throat> then when she finally gets like um, stopped from fading by like Motiki, who's probably just thinking like, oh, this 14 year old just fell down. Oh, it's like my local friend regular. And then like she's like, oh, you love me. That's why you like stop me from dying in the street. You must love me. And then like. And then Tuxedo Mask comes up to counter that. What happens, though, is like. He says, oh, yeah, um, you are not overweight at all. And, like, even if you were, it's fine. And then, like, immediately, Luna and Tuxedo Mask both counter. Because, like, Luna's like, don't be body positive. You might. You could go too far the other way, too. And, like, who cares? Would 
it affect her Sailor Moon duties? Right, and also, like, not that it matters, but in most superhero-type things, supernatural teenager-type things, their metabolism goes through the roof when they get powers, so you would think being Sailor Moon would count for something. Like, her gaining weight is probably, like, her gaining two pounds this week, but she's growing up. Like, right. that's not even noticeable, probably. But, yeah, um... What does Tuxedo Mask say? Is he, like, mean about it, too? Now, would you call that cannibalism a bunhead eating a pork bun? He's not, like, mean about her No, but weight. then he goes on more about how she eat lot. Like, he says garbage. He is also garbage. Everybody is garbage. Matoki is okay. And, like, Jadeite's just using their weakness to get energy, but he's, like, not a dick about it. <laughs> he's basically, like, just saying, like, I'm not the Joker, but we live in a society, and I'm going to take advantage of that. I can already tell you have so much potential. Don't slack off. And, like, um, there's, like, one girl who's, like, drawn like she's, like, an older, like... She's literally called Usagi's fat friend and never gets a name, even though she's in multiple episodes. Wow, okay. Um, She didn't look that big to me. No. She was, like, shorter than the rest of the girls and, like, a little bit chubbier, but she was, like, adorable. I wouldn't even have, like, pegged her as, like, a, a like, fat, quote-unquote, like, character. Like, not even, like, that matters either. But, no, it's wild. Uh, just, I just, uh, that's a lot. But, um, and at the end, like, it's no lessons learned. It's just, like, she stops the bad guys because she thinks it'll make her look fit. Yep. So, she does not learn anything. Nobody else learns anything. Um... There's no monster in this episode. J-Date's just, like, controlling the dudes at the gym. There's no actual monster, but nobody learns anything. They get some energy. You have to open your third eye. Because <laughs> the monster is... Diet culture. The perception that J-Date put on the men. And that's what she got rid of. <laughs> third eye open. <laughs> My kid. My James. Um... There's a funny scene, though, where um, you see Usagi just go, I want to beat the shit out of you, Luna. And Luna's like, I want to beat the shit out of you, Usagi. And then, like, Luna says, like, I'm going to cut up your face. You toast her to Sailor Moon right now and go in that basement. And, like, I kind of love this part of it, though. I don't get their relationship, to be completely honest. Very antagonistic. It is very antagonistic. And, like... Obviously, Usagi is not what Luna wants in a Sailor Scout, but it's what she got. And I feel like you can't both be being mean and teasing her and also, like, then get mad at her for being a child and wanting her to do better. Yeah, it ends up, like, coming off pretty abusive, actually, because, like, you're taking advantage of somebody for these qualities and then, like, really like messing up their self-esteem for it yeah this episode basically just told me i hate everybody yeah it's a bad episode i'm pretty sure they don't do this or if they do it it's a much different version in the live action which is good um but yeah uh uh what is episode five called scent of a monster chanella will steal your love i'm a bad bad pet <laughs> joey chanella <laughs> 
<laughs> that was my first thought. Oh, this episode is honestly like, like I get what you were saying about like you feeling like it's less filler and more like establishing monster the week beginning of any anime show. I feel like this one really is filler. I feel like nothing happens in this episode. Well, yeah, because like a lot of these like when they're starting, they're starting in like a magazine as like part of their like weekly or monthly set and like they're just like trying to get people to read and like they don't know if they're gonna have time for like plot or characters so like the first couple issues might just be like hey you sold really well for like two months in a row let's get you a plot (laughs) you know (laughs) but yeah um uh tuxedo mass comes in her dreams i wrote which yeah, Usagi's having a nightmare, so Tuxedo Mask saves her, which is actually, like, the only thing, the only time Tuxedo Mask shows up in this episode. He's not actually here today. Um, Like, as Tuxedo Mask, he's not here today. Was he in the last one? No. No? Okay. I think he just showed up to be mean to her for a minute. Okay. As not Tuxedo Mask. Um, and there's actually a part in this episode where she's, like, fighting the monsters and she's like, usually about now, Tuxedo Mask shows up to bail me out of trouble. So Luna does not love that. For, like, what a meme it is, like, I wonder if, like, the show, like, immediately stopped doing it or, like, it just, like, happens more in, like, the manga. Like, I'm not sure. But Luna, her brother, like, Shingo, and he's, like, super afraid of cats because a cat bit him on the nose. And then um, he's against, like, Luna joining the household, even though she's, like, a super cute, super well-behaved cat who, like, follows them to school and stuff. Right. And, like, Luna came home with Usagi and her dad, like, three episodes ago. They're just now like, oh, maybe we should discuss this cat living in our house and whether or not you can keep it. Yeah. In this episode, like, Umino reminds me of the nerdy character from Robot Chicken. Have you ever seen that show? No, that's the Seth Green one, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's a character whose whole thing is just, like, being a nerd and having, like, a nerd voice and doing stuff. And, like, I just... I wish a real alligator had swallowed him. Yeah. That's what he's talking about, yeah. I'm so glad he's a cut character in, like, other stuff. Because he's super not not needed, especially if, like, they're not doing slice of life stuff. Yeah. Damn. He's, like, the... He's the definite Xander, but less... <laughs> Xander, but grosser. Yeah, somehow. At least, like, he lets Usagi know that he likes her. It doesn't make it weird the same way. Like, it's less... It's it's not a passive rot in a friendship. It's a distant shittiness. Okay, but, like, Xander didn't have naked gym pictures of Miss Calendar. Well, he probably got them from his calendar. Like, if, like... A bad sailor shows up and takes like his like virginity. Then maybe we'll have a point for like that being the same. But so, uh, man, I could Xander fucking for all his shit about like I'm just a dude. He's like definitely batted above his. Uh... Yeah, yeah. Uh, but no. Um, but there's a new pet, the Chanella. The Joey Chanella. Uh, it's a like weird, like long-haired rabbit that doesn't need to be fed, and like 
has perfume powers and hypnotizes people. It's not even that cute, honestly. Like, it has alien eyes. It's a monster. Luna observes a pet shop and then goes to, like, try and, like, make Shingo like her by jumping on him as he's, like, leaving school and, like, purr, purr. And then, like, he's, like, scared, but then, like, his crush, like, takes him to the pet store and they get free pets, which that should be a, a like, red flag, you know? Yeah, I just feel like, besides the fact, it's not just that all of this weird shit is happening in this town, but also all of these new businesses keep popping up that keep giving you, like, these super insane deals. It's like, oh, hey, here's a pet. You can pay me whatever you want for this pet. Oh, hey, here's a free new gym membership to this new gym. Totally not weird. So modern day Sailor Moon would be like Quibi, right? <laughs> it's like, oh, like a one month free trial. Yeah. Ah, Jadeite, like your new monster Quibi is here. <laughs> yeah. That's what like my like thought though is like it must be like just like this was what was happening in Tokyo around that time. Like, a lot of, really like, great deals. From like really expensive businesses that would suddenly like be gone in like four months, you know, but. Yeah, um, and it makes them ignore the cutest puppy and, like, a hurt girl. Push Miss Haruna around because she says you can't have pets in class. And then Luna just kills one to get, like, um, to get, like, Prosagi not under control, which I think is, like, interesting, too, because, like, she's just never seems to be, like, immune to stuff, really, which is fun. And then they win it. Then they win it. Um, Shingo sees Sailor Moon in her Sailor Scout outfit. Thinks she's Sailor V at first. Um, and then doesn't really question why Sailor Moon tells him to be nice to his sister's cat. At least he... Okay. He does... He questions how he knows his name. Yeah. But, I mean, does she's Sailor Moon's... Or Usagi's about to, too. Yeah. But, um, like... He was brainwashed. But, yes. So... I'm glad there's no arc where he's like, oh, like Sailor Moon's so hot or something like that. That would be gross. He just thought it was Sailor V, but... So now at least he knows that there is another sailor running around. So I'm not... It's not clear that anybody else in the universe has noticed that yet. Or Sailor Moon notices that. (laughs) (laughs) And then he's like feeding Luna ham at like breakfast. It's like, okay, that's a little intense, but sure. Yeah. No longer afraid of cats because Sailor Moon said so. This is really dark, but like, what if like Luna being a cat that has like a huge personality, like just kept like eating shit that like she wasn't supposed to? It was like, oh, look, I really love this wine, though. <laughs> it's really fucking got like my cat body, like giving me scurvy. But, you know, gotta it's... get the shark tank cat wine. Yeah, shark take cat wide. I was going to say shark bait, and I was like, that's not right. Shark bait. <laughs> yes. Uh, but then, all grown-ups like jazz. I love this episode, honestly. I think it's so cute. What um, was it called? Protect the Melody of Love. Usagi plays Cupid. Okay. I think it's really cute. It has, like, it's different. It has a different vibe than the rest of the episodes. And I just think it's cute. They're playing with the formula. It's doing more with Naru, but also it's like, let's focus on like some other people. And like, if Sailor Moon is like a hero, let's do like some fun stories about like the people that are being saved and helped. So basically, Jadeite's plan in this one is he creates a tape, which Queen Barrel plays in her crystal ball, which was like kind of cool. 
Um, so he creates a cassette tape that plays ultrasonic frequencies to drain people's life forces. Um, so he sends his monster to go like download those frequencies into like every other tape that's being produced or something. Um, but there's a mix up with the tapes. And this producer takes the monster tape, thinking that it's her um, musician's demo. And the musician is in love with her, and it's really cute. And, like, um, she says something like, oh, like, this tape is, like, perfect. Like, we'll, like, work on it, like, next week. And then, like, he's like, oh, it's your birthday. He's like, oh, it is my birthday. I forgot. What's behind your back? Nothing? Nothing. Oh, wait, I have to go take care of a producing emergency because they don't know how to flip switches sometimes. Bye, take my umbrella. Oh, and think of a name for this tape. And he's like, if you looked at it closely, you would have seen it already has a name. That's weird. I didn't know you also like somebody named Akiko. <laughs> but no, um, Sailor Moon's transformation this episode is a lot. That she wants to be a hot musician to get into the jazz club. And she's wearing like straps and like a mini skirt and like a like crop top. I honestly I love her outfit before the before she transforms. She has a new outfit with like these yellow knee highs and it's super cute. Um basically the musician Yusuke runs into her and knocks her down. And she gets because he's running from the monster. And she gets really mad at him, which I think is unfair because she runs into people and knocks them down all the yeah. time. Um, but then she realizes it's Yusuke who her and Naru like listen to, and so she follows him to the jazz club. Because Naru's like her like more cultured friend or yes. whatever. It's like, oh, like, I love trendier. Jazz. Oh, like maybe someday, like he'll be my boyfriend, which is like. He's such a sophisticated older man. I'd sure love to date him someday. <laughs> I was like, sure. That's sure. fine for her to think. You're 14. Yeah, you're 14. Um, but no, her outfit when she transforms into a hot musician is totally a vibe. And then she's wearing Luna's neckwear. So then she keeps getting mad when Luna keeps trying to talk to her because she's just supposed to be like fake fur on her shoulder. Which is a look. But it yeah. It is a look. And yeah, um... She fights, like, a vampire, like, demon monster kind of thing, like, bat-like thing. Yusuke seems pretty chill with letting this 14-year-old be in a high-speed chase after a monster. <laughs> it's just like, okay, there's <laughs> monsters. Okay, there's this 14-year-old and she wants to help me. I guess that's fine. And, D- like, in her normal street clothes, like, this is Yusagi. This is not yeah. Sailor Moon. Yeah. When do you do jazz, you have a different perspective on things, you know? <laughs> Different perspective on age. It's about the 14-year-olds you don't talk to. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, there's like um, one fun moment where um, she throws a microphone at the sound waves to like hit the monster with its own attack from the speakers, which is actually like, that's cool. That's, not sure how that works, though it's cool as hell. Yeah, no, she was pretty, she was pretty confident in this episode, honestly. Probably because like she wasn't as afraid because she was helping somebody else. Yeah, you know? and she had a hot older guy to impress. And, like, later on, too, like, she has that moment, like, um, where she mentions, like, that she knows him, and, like, Naru's like, what the fuck? Really? <laughs> How you know him? Where that? So, when they're fighting the monster, and, um, Isuke keeps, like, trying to protect Akiko from the monster, 
And so afterwards, Akiko yells at him because he could have hurt his hand and never been able to play piano again. And he tells her that if anything had happened to her, he would never be able to play again. And they, and they get married. And then they get married and Nara's mad. Which, <laughs> but, like, I love that, though, because, like, you hear that all the time, but, like, oh, this is why, like, pop stars, like, don't reveal that they're married or dating. It's like, honestly, yeah, like, I know. Um, it ruins the vibe. Like, Tanahashi got in trouble. Like, um, Hiroshi Tanahashi, uh, the um, old man Kamen Rider wrestler from New Japan. Um, I think it's mean to call him an old man. That's, like, his character arc, though. <laughs> He's like, I'm super hot and I have long hair, but I'm, like, 42. <laughs> and it sucks. But, um, <laughs> he got in trouble and, like, apologized a couple years ago because, like, it got revealed that he, like, was married. And, like, I guess that affected, like, a lot of people's, like, perspective because they were like, oh, I wanted to date you, Tanahashi, and, like, oh, like, you're not single, you know? But I think that's a parasocial relationship to be, like, it ruins the vibe of this person who makes music. Yes. Or, like, wrestles, because yes, how many people are they going to date in their life? Like, 300? And, like, there's <laughs> thousands of fans. You know? One fan a day. Yeah, one fan a day. That's not called a date, for sure. I'm saving my dates for marriage. Uh, but no. Uh, so yeah. There's no tuxedo mask in this episode because there's real love. And at the end, um, she gets like a song based off of her too. Yeah, it's really cute. Yeah, very fun. Um, the next episode is much more of that normal format, though. Yes, back to normal. Usagi learns her lesson. Becoming a star is hard work. Glad somebody's finally learning a lesson. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> there was another thing that we watched that had like the only like story caption was like this person teaches like this person like a lesson. And suffice to say, it made our imagination sore. And no lessons were learned. And nobody was sore. Uh, but no. Uh, so, yeah, uh, this is about a talent show. <laughs> Basically, or like a super high key talent show, or like it's like an idol search, I guess. Right? Yeah, there was a superstar who was discovered from their very own middle school, um, and Jadeite uses that fan energy and people wanting to be a superstar to drain their energy by a Cinderella caravan contest. Um, like Naru and like. Usagi fight because they're not great at it. Because <laughs> they're not good at singing to the song. But like Naru, that little asshole, is like, I'm gonna tell Umino that it would be really hot to Usagi if he dressed up like a woman and like was like my like comedy pratfall partner. Yeah, she tells him Usagi would be more interested in him if he was better at socializing, which I'm not really sure what that has to do with getting him into a skirt, but. Hey, um, yeah. Yeah. There's part of me that's like, oh, it kind of sucks that, like, this is before, like, YouTube culture and, like, it's like, oh, like, trying to become, like, successful or, like, viral even. But, um, it's very clear that, like, nobody's really that talented. <laughs> I don't know. I liked, I liked the jokes. I thought the jokes were funny. You did? Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, out of the like whole three acts, we got to see the jokes were the best act. No, that's fair. They went on 
to the next round. Um, I like how like she wants to be popular and famous, and like it's like immediately like met by like I can't help but notice they all have like super nice houses in the middle of a city and stuff. I was like, you're doing pretty well. Like, yeah, you're fine. Like you know, it's like oh, like your brother's yelling at you from his other bedroom in your house in the middle of like Tokyo. Also, you have a secret identity that's literally a superhero. Yeah. But she also wants to be popular and famous. Teenage girl things. Has their tuxedo mask or just Mamoru this episode? Um, just Mamoru. And only for like a second. But uh, shouldn't eventually, shouldn't <coughs> they start being like, this is suspicious that we keep running into each other right outside all of these bad places? Yeah. Eh. Happens. He's not a jerk this time. Yeah. Wait, how does she get out of the glass then? Oh, because then Tuxedo Mask in real life, like, actually, Tuxedo Mask shows up, you're right. He shows up and throws a rose, and then the monster goes after him instead of paying attention to Usagi, so then she throws her tiara and saves the day. We have a cat tree between us, and our cat looks so pissed off, but also so comfortable right now. (laughs) Doesn't like it when we talk. No, she doesn't. Which of our cats would be better at being Luna? The kitten. (laughs) But I think she'd work for Jadeite. Okay, so there is Jin, who is a large min cat. Um, he's definitely more good aligned, I feel like. But um, the smaller cat, Tonic, has the vibe more. Might tread towards evil. So it's hard to know. I feel like Jinny would have a better time hanging out with Usagi because they could just eat and nap all day and be happy. But no, no worlds would be saved. Yeah, no. He's over there just on the ground looking away from us. <laughs> Dead walrus. Yeah, like he almost looks sad, but no. Uh, probably Tonic. She would just be a better help, I think. Yeah. You know? Uh, much more likely to like, cut someone. Definitely. Probably better at dodging and like, getting places. <laughs> and yeah. Um, then there's our last episode... Episode 8. Girl, genius is a monster. The brainwashing cram school of horror. Very goosebumps. Cram school's always so weird to me because like it's like a codified thing the way that like tutoring isn't in America. But. Yeah. So Jada's plan is literally to use the cram school to collect the students' energy. Um, basically, the way he explains it to Queen Beryl is <laughs> some parents are even harder on their students than our monsters would be. What happens after they leave that top-rated university? Who knows? And, like, I love it, because that's basically been, like, the whole through line this whole time has been, like, oh, like, let's talk about stuff, but also let's, like, compare it to monsters and say, like, oh, is working out worse than the monsters? And, like, it's, like, yeah, so, like, I love how in episode eight they're, like, let's say the plot. (laughs) And, yeah. um, So... One of her classmates is, like, the best in the country at school or, or, or like, test or something. Her IQ was discovered to be over 9,000. Oh, man, you scooped me on that one. <laughs> you scooped me. Had to. There's this point where Usagi's talking to her mom, and, like, after, like, her little sobs and, like, little whines, she says, if there's a top of the class, then I'm the bottom. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> Weird thing you're doing here. Uh... We finally get to see Luna, like, doing her own shit. Um, 
for how much she, like, I feel like she complains to Usagi that Usagi doesn't do anything, but she's also not giving Usagi anything to do until a monster shows up. And a couple episodes ago, she was like, Usagi's like, you're just a cat. Like, you're not doing anything either. And she's like, I was out all night looking for the moon princess. And Usagi's like, moon pudding? But that's pretty much all we got so far about what Luna's doing with her life. But now Luna has a super secret computer connection in the Sailor V game at the arcade. So is she talking to Tuxedo Mask? I don't know. Maybe. Or is it just some random guy that she's talking to through the computer? I'm going to say Tuxedo Mask, but I don't know. Right, but then if it is Tuxedo Mask and he knows Luna... He also knows Usagi and has seen Luna with Usagi. So then wouldn't he have to know that Usagi is Sailor Moon? I mean, to be fair, um, we don't know at this point if Tuxedo Mask is into Sailor Moon. He's just helping. Uh, I'll be completely one sided. Yeah, but it still doesn't. He doesn't need to be antagonistic to Usagi. then. I mean, I'd argue that he's a shithead. <laughs> If that's true, but it might be somebody else. We don't know. So basically, they talk about how there's a mysterious energy around Sailor Moon's classmate. So she and Luna assumes that means she's a monster. So she jumps onto her and then gets petted. And how did this compare to the live action episode two, actually, that we watched? I I liked it. I thought it was good. I thought it was cute. Um, In the live action, Luna's just a stuffed animal. So there's that. Um, but Ami's like super polite to her and nice to the stuffed animal. Um, but then in this one, she like jumps down and she like very much seems like she's attacking her. And Ami's just like petting her and is like, oh, if I didn't live in an apartment, I would take you home with me. Um, when she dropped down like that, I thought she might be an angel. And that's the case for it being Tonic, our smaller cat, because she tries to attack you and then you pet her and she's like, yeah. Falls down. Falls down. But yeah. Uh, um, just... But then Usagi's excited because it's an excuse to talk to her and they can become friends. And if they become friends, then maybe she'll help her pass her tests. And they go to the arcade and she's super good at video games and stuff. And like, it's like so awe-inspiring. And then she like realizes what time it is and has to go run to the cram school because studying is the only thing I'm good at. So I have to do my best. I love the way that like Motiki's Every single time is like, hey, welcome to the arcade. And then like, Usagi's like, oh, we're going to have such beautiful babies. <laughs> and like, he's just like, oh, hey, it's like a pleasant kid that comes in sometimes. And like, she's like, oh, like he, he's so ready to kiss me. And, <laughs> you know, it's great. Like, I like love that part of it that like, I'm sure like there were people that shipped them. But I love how much just like he's just like local and cute yeah he's just no nice clue. to her yeah, like he's just like the only pleasant person so of course yes yeah, like, the yeah. only nice person in this whole town apparently and like not in like a forced way or like because it's my job just like it's like oh hey hello and like it's like i'm sure there's gonna be like an episode later where like he's nice to somebody else and they're like oh that two-timer that's that. gonna break her heart or like we'll find out that like he has a girlfriend this whole time was just like being nice and they'll be like oh that bitch I'm gonna get her 
And then Luna uses an actual computer because they find like the crystal disc and like there's a scene of her like typing and like putting it floppy disk. Nowadays everyone should be able to use a computer. Even you, Usagi. <laughs> and then they go to the crab school and they're like, You demon bitch! And then she's like, What? And then the actual monster like shows up and they're like, okay. And attacks Usagi with science questions. The attacks disappear when she answers right, but she like why did the apple fall down? Uh, there was a typhoon. Yeah, there's typhoon. One thing I like is that um, in this episode, like I noticed that the first thing that happens to Sailor Moon when she transforms is her nails get done all pretty, and the last thing is she puts on gloves. I was like, okay, that's really fun. <laughs> that, like that just happens for like an aesthetic purpose. Yeah, makeup power. Makeup power, yeah. And she's fighting some zombies. But then, like, um, it's revealed that the energy from, like, Ami is actually, she's, like, another Sailor Guardian, Sailor Mercury. And her hair gets a little bluer, and she becomes Sailor Mercury. It has, like, bubbles. And she's, like, kind of more competent than Sailor Moon is. Yeah. She's a better listener, at least. She follows Luna's directions much more quickly and without question. Yeah. And then they work together, and they, like, stop the monster, and then they're like, oh, cool. We're friends. We're going to do stuff, which is like, she's like, we're going to make a great team. And it's shot. He's like, yeah. And now I can pass my tests. Except for Ami's going to be better at being a sailor scout than me. I like that. Like there's less tension here. Cause there's like a lot of tension in the live action of like, Oh, like she didn't want to do it in the live action. Yeah. And like my mom and stuff. And so like, maybe that comes up later, but yeah. Uh, now there's in both. There's two sailor scouts. The show is fun. Uh, it's very cute. I'm excited to get some answers. I think I'm not used to the pacing of it yet. So mm-hmm. I think once once I get used to the pacing or it speeds up a little bit more, I'm going to be very excited to see what happens. Yeah, but also, like, at this point, like, a lot of anime and, like, manga was, like, so long running and just, like, happening like, over, like, oh, like, even still, like, there's, like, stuff, like, one piece is going on and like it's like in the middle of its like 1200 like issue or something you know like 1200 weeks straight which is a... it's like my problem with dragon ball where we had to watch only the plot episodes you still had like some issues with dragon ball z kai which is just the plot yeah it's i have only have to watch the plot unless it's supernatural and then i can only watch the not plot episodes. back in my day we had to watch <laughs> everything all the episodes of Garlic Jr. for Dragon Ball, we had to watch when they went to fake Namek three times on the way to <laughs> Namek, and that took like 30 episodes. <laughs> but yeah, that's the other moon. And um, like we said, next time is episodes uh, three and four of Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon, the live action. And, and we're going to get to meet another Sailor Scout, right? Episodes uh, nine through 15 of um, the anime. And yeah, uh, who is our MVP of the show? Can I say J-Knight? <laughs> oh, hi. Uh, why? Because he has the best disguises. Yeah, okay. And the best plans. True, okay. I'm going to say Botiki, because his whole thing is just, I'm here. So, opposite vibes. <laughs> the opposite vibes. They could totally be the same dude, though. Would that be great? I feel like that would make it a lot better. Let's make that version. Or, like, <laughs> maybe that's what, like, Sailor Moon on ice will be. I don't know. 
<laughs> yeah, um, you like the way Jadeite looks in live action too, though. I do. Like... He's very cool looking. Okay, I'm excited to watch more live action because, like, that's a lot of fun. But yeah, and that is Sailor Moon. That is Sailor Moon. The one called Sailor Moon. What's our sign off? Feeling punished? <laughs> no. No. Okay. What's a good sign off then? Um, and like I said, this is a, a special episode of the I'm Riding Me feed, but to hear some actual episodes, uh, tomorrow f- from reading this will be episode 87, which will be our turn to Comrade Saber episodes 37 through 40, which is a lot of fun. A lot happens. Uh, we're definitely maybe reaching a done point with that show. Uh, hopefully it reaches its done point soon. <laughs> uh, and then after that, there will be more Kamen Rider Hibiki the following week, where we look at episodes 9 through 15. And then after that, back to Saber. So a lot of fun, a lot of cool stuff going on for our summer watch. If you have any questions or like thoughts or just um, what you want to say or want us to look at, uh, please send in those to uh, podcast at com, and then uh, just uh, make sure you note that they're for In the Name of the Moon I'll Podcast You, our monthly Sailor Moon podcast. And uh, yeah, um, hopefully I can tell if you don't say, but who knows? <laughs> there might be slightly different questions. There is a character named Luna in Comrade Saber, actually. So, Is she a cat? No. But I have bad reading comprehension. So. <laughs> but no. Huh? Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>